Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Mad Sounds podcast. As ever, I'm here with Matt Maynard. How are you, mate? I'm very good, mate. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Thanks for having you on. Well, you're treading thin ice already. I just about invite you on every week as my esteemed co-host. This week, we have got Tom Rowlett from Dexter's on there. Dexter's not currently active, but um, just looking back at their, their two albums they created and the, and the impact they had on the, the sort of the indie scene and the small gig scene as well was, um, was, was really good to hear. Um, how did you find it? Yeah, no, really good to chat to Tom. Um, one of the, the things that um, I would say is that since we announced they were going to come on earlier on the week on socials, we've had a, like an addition of followers and not just followers, people just interacting and being yeah. like saying how excited they are. We don't get that with like even like Gary from the Libertines or, or yeah. Phil from the Twang. And it's, this is a band that are, are not well known, but they've just got a cult following, clearly. And people yeah. absolutely love them. So and, love Yeah, them. and like Tom was saying, just people just like following them from city to city and just like proper dedicated ground level fans, which is just amazing to hear. And I'm sure when the, when you're hearing the interview, just how close the relationship was between the band and the fans, but we've had, we've had a great chat with Tom. Stick around for that. And just a bit of housekeeping as usual. If you are listening, uh, please give us a follow on Twitter. We're at the mad sounds pod. Uh, And you can also subscribe to us on both Apple and Spotify. So if you're listening on Spotify, you click the follow button. And if you're on Apple podcasts, you click the subscribe button and the latest episode will come to your phone. Uh, as soon as soon as we put it out um we've also now got we've also now enabled uh, acast supporter um the guys at acast um have really really kindly enabled this feature for i guess a lot of people who are struggling at the moment and with times of uncertainty and people's jobs you know um possible job security being a bit shaky so if you can spare a couple of quid acast supporters up the link is in our bio to every episode uh, and you can pledge anything from a pound uh, and if you make a pledge uh, you're entered automatically into a draw to win an indie vinyl of your choice uh, don't don't be requesting like the original pressing of definitely maybe um, but you know a nice new shiny one to add to collection is just fine but um, the link's in the bio <laughs> and uh, um, thanks to acast for enabling that because I'm, i imagine it is really it's helping a lot of people out anyway as always enough of me speaking here's tom rowlett And here he is, the man who sings our theme tune. Uh, we, we cut him off before his voice kicks in, but now he's got the full episode to, to speak. Tom, how Finally. are you? I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> Finally, it's my time to shine. You hear the rest of them playing every week. And yeah. now here I am. I'll get to say my bit. How's it doing, boys? You all right? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, sorry about cutting you off. I think uh, it, it's a bit sporadic, though, what, how much of the song you get, right? Sometimes you get, like, get a little snippet. We'd love to play the full three with the full three minutes or whatever it is, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, lo- I love I love that you've ripped it off YouTube as well. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you didn't tell me that. You can hear like, you can hear the car starting or a helicopter. You can hear the car. The that's only in the video. I, lo- I love it though. You're, yeah. you're more than welcome. Uh, to yeah, 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 yeah. And the birds. The it's birds. a very good video. Yeah. Limit, <laughs> yeah. Limited limited edition. I think um, it's quite it's quite atmospheric actually, isn't it? For the start of a podcast, uh, you know those sound effects. I think they work quite yeah. well. 
the birds you're tweet, working the birds... backwards now. You, you didn't actually. You just thought, oh, I've got it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the birds tweeting as well, so hopefully therapeutic for our uh, vast oh, good, yeah. base of listeners. Um, but we are here to talk to you here. We are here to talk to you, should I say, about Dexter's, who are currently not yep. active, um, but your band, um, a really important band during the the indie scene when you were guys were around. So um, j- let's take you back to Thank how the, the journey sorted, uh, journey started, should I say? Uh, you boys all grew up in East London, in and around East London. That's how you know each other. Yeah, uh, most of us, yeah. Myself and Ben, uh, we were pretty much neighbours. He lived up the road from me. Uh, I grew up in Hoxton, uh, East End, yeah. Uh, back in Hoxton before before it got cool and trendy, uh, when the converted <laughs> factories were yeah. still actual factories and stuff like that. Uh, but it was, not, it was a good place to live back then. There was a lot of, mu- when when all the hipsters started coming in and that, the music venue started opening up and that, so it was pretty cool to live, uh, live around there then. Uh, and... Through the other boys, uh, Chris, the drums on drums, uh, I met him uh, playing in another band before I even met Ben. Actually, I got drunk one night at an indie club, as you do, and uh, I got I was working as a cleaner, and I got a phone call um, the next day, like, and I'm cleaning, sweeping some streets or something, and uh, this guy's on the other end of the phone going, "Oh, is that Tom?" I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Can you still come down to the audition today?" I was like. Audition? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. You said you were a singer and you could uh, wait to try out for my band. I was like, did I? Well, <laughs> why not? <laughs> so I went down. Uh, I was like, where is it? It was like New Cross. I was like, it was South London. Oh, I'll go down anyway. But uh, yeah, went down and auditioned for his band. That didn't like got in. That didn't last very long. And then I took um, took Chris with me to start our band Dexters. After that, yeah. Were you always into into indie music then growing up? Yeah, so um, Oasis was the band for me. Yeah, no, I went there. I'm too young to be on the. I've got friend, older friends that were there for Nebworth and things like yeah. that. But yeah, uh, I, I I worked backwards from Be Here Now. So Be Here Now was my first Oasis album, and then I fell and went backwards and fell in love with all of it. And then I think I saw them first in 2000 at Wembley, like with Doves right. and Happy Mondays. Yeah, wow, uh, so oh, well, that. that yeah, good lineup. Yeah, and good day. So that was the day, the first day, not when Liam got drunk. And okay, yeah, yeah. He's he's got a history of being a, when they've got recording things. So the the second day is not as good. So yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I was there for the first day. Yeah, there was a lot of hype um, at the start, and and justified by the amount of support you have now. I mean, like when we announced we were doing this podcast, um, you've had we've had tweets like finding just like people reminiscing about like how good the gigs yeah. were. Um, th- how how much did you actually believe the hype and how hard is it is how hard is it to maintain your stride at that time so i i don't i i don't i don't think we had a lot of hype we had but we had a lot of graft in us and we made up for the lack of hype by putting ourselves about like and we had some wonderful like the people you've uh, mentioned like tweeting in we had some wonderful fans that like would stick with us wherever okay. we were and go to all the gigs and like you know, come to multiple gigs and things like that. Yeah, and I yeah. think you need you need that when you're starting out. But we would grow up, we were touring before other bands would start to tour. We were hitting the road, even going to Europe and stuff like before the first album and things like that. Like going from like I mean we'd go play London, get in the van, play a festival in Dunfermline and then in Scotland, and then get back in the van, drive past London, 
go and then we went to Vienna and all in the space of a couple of days. So there's a lot of graft and getting ourselves out there. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of attention, but we made up for it with our like, work ethic, I suppose. It's interesting you say that about those fans because, like, yeah, we've noticed in, just on social media this week, like, a few of them start following, like, loads of people just messaging. They're really excited with the idea that you guys are on this podcast. So, yeah, yeah. You, know, you always had that, like, these real, just hardcore fans throughout from minute one. Yeah, and, like, very, like, they were just mentally mental. They were mental. They would they would follow us. Like, we had, like, yeah. fans that would come to. They're like, I'll see you in Stoke tomorrow. I'm like, what? You can't, what <laughs> we're, we're, we're in Birmingham tonight. We're coming down for Sugar Mill. We'll be there. All right, well, I'll see you there. Do, do you want oh, guest yeah. list? No, 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 no. We don't want guest list. You know what I mean? Oh, well, let me get you a pint at least. I, I got to meet loads of them because at the end of the, the shows, um, especially at the start, I, I discovered that it's much better to go and stand by the merch table and meet people and take photos and sign things than it is to load out drum kits and <laughs> stuff like that. So I, got, I had a good quite connection with all the people that had come up to the merch table. Yeah, your band mates just hated you, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Tough. All right, the songs. End of. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess, like, maybe the, the hype I was referring to is, like, when you read reviews of the first album, I mean, nearly, okay, like, yeah. like, every review you read is, like, pretty glowing and everyone, like, makes their own conclusions. Like, some say it's a bit of kinks. I think, like, I think maybe it was a Fred Perry article that said it's a love child of The Clash and The Lars. And I, like, I know you're a massive fan of The Lars. The Lars and The Clash, definitely. I love the rawness of The Clash and the energy they bring and the melodies of The Lars. But, yeah, you said The Kinks as well. And Ray Davis is a very big uh, influence on me, especially, like, his... This narrative kind of songwriting, the way like their little stories and things like that, and I try to do that. Maybe not in whole songs, but maybe like one verse would be a kind of a story, like so, like recover one of our bigger tunes. That's like a kind of narrative story, even if it's not in like the third person or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um. So you you recorded your first album quite close to home, and as I say, yeah. had, had had glam reviews. Just talk talk us through. I mean, because like me and Matt. I mean, Matt's Matt. Actually, Matt's decent on guitar. I'm not going to say he's not uh, very musically very adept, but I'm I'm rubbish. I can't play anything. T- take take us through actually going down there, taking your song sheet and trying to put it together with a band of f- four other people. I mean, because yeah, I, 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 you're all mates, and most people in bands are. But like actually putting down what you want to achieve in the studio, did you find it easy, or did you find it a bit of a nightmare sometimes because your creative differences just just came to play? You know what? Um, we were we were pretty pretty good. We didn't have a lot of creative difference differences arguments. But then uh, I'd bring the song in and go like, right, "This is how it sounds in my head." And then I'd be like, oh, "I want it. I want it to get it to sound like that." And then it's up for debate. So like, we do it. I bring it to the lads, and they they try and get get it how I sound in their head. And they were really good at like they could get it. And from I just go, blah, 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 and then the guitarist Ben would go, "Oh, I get it." Things like that. And uh, but then, yeah, we didn't really have much arguments about it. But we went into the studio. Uh, we hadn't done a little bit of recording before that. So that the tracks start to run and recover were both recorded elsewhere. Um, so we would had a bit of practice and we worked with the same producer, Jamie Ellis, who's a really good guy. Uh, Dorks and uh, uh, MJ, Mike Jones, got our management team back then, got us into the studio with him. And that was a good move because he took the time to really sit down and work work on the tracks with us, uh, like pre-production and stuff. So we had a 
some producers don't do that. They just say, yeah, come in and we'll use your time to work out the tracks and that. But he would come to rehearsals and go through things like that. So we were pretty much ready to go when we were in there. And we just went, once we went to the premises, is where we recorded the first album. Yeah, we were a bit like a machine. So we just do like four takes, played all together live, got the drums, the bass. Uh, I'd be in a separate room like, so that we didn't get the spill and all that. And uh, we do it for a couple of takes each, and then we move on to the next song, and then just come back and do overdubs later. But yeah, good. brilliant. And how many and how many songs did you write for that first album initially? Because we've had people on this podcast coming in going, "Oh my, um, you know, I know someone who's wrote eighty songs in a month," and and oh, you'll you'll hear someone who's going, "No, oh, we didn't really have anything." So, how many songs did you have in the locker? And do you think you made the right decisions for everything that was on the first album? Uh, yeah, I mean, I probably had a couple more. But that was probably it. By the, I had a couple more, and I had a couple more that we probably because we were still to, uh, touring and playing loads of gigs. So yeah. I would have tried the songs out, and if they didn't weren't going down live, I would have binned them off. You know what I mean? So, oh, really? Is that how you would you make your decision based on just? Yeah, you can tell, man. If someone's yeah. not fit, I mean, you wouldn't play a slow song live. But it's your first no. album. We didn't. We, no, we had Shimmer Gold's pretty slow, but yeah. that, that I could tell that was going to be a good one. You know what I mean? But yeah. Uh, you kind of can tell by the audience, and and as I said, we had them loyal that loyal yeah, fan yeah, base. Yeah, so you had good people to base. So if, they're, so if they're if they're going on, oh yeah, the the drums in the beginning were really good, or something. You go, ah, oh, he probably don't like this one. Judge it on the how much they're bouncing around, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, your gigs have do have a reputation for a bit of ramshackle carnage. I mean, just like looking at uh, there's some footage on YouTube, but some of the photos, I think there's one where half the crowd are on the stage, and uh, yeah, is it yeah, is it is it Ben? <laughs> is it Ben where he's just sitting there still trying to nail his riff on the guitar, and I'm just like half the crowd are yeah. on the fucking stage. <laughs> like, Did you yeah, invite yeah, him yeah. on? He's like, get. Now I'm like, yeah, come on. And he'd be like, get away from my pedals. My pedals. My precious pedals. And the drum would be like, get away from my drums. But uh, no, yeah, yeah, it was like, it weren't, it weren't like every single night that happened, no, but no, sometimes no. it just bleeds. That was more like the London shows and stuff where, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some, sometimes it happens, you just got to go with it, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, where, where is your, like, the special shows for you then? Is it when you're playing at home, like in East London? Is that, is that the most sort of, the ones you look yeah, forward to? Yeah. I mean, we played the garage once, and that was yeah, yeah. Prob- that was probably my favourite show. But other than that, I say it was always fun going away. I loved playing at London, but it wasn't as hard. You know what I mean? I liked the uh, yeah, the kind of risk element of going and playing somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. going to play going to Scotland was always great. Like <laughs> they 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 got it. They got it in Scotland. Like yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I got my ring actually. I, I put my hand into the crowd and someone nicked the ring off my finger. <laughs> so I'm still I'm still angry about that. But <laughs> start, we'll start, start, a, start a campaign to get that. Back. Yeah, yeah. I like great, how that. that you, yeah, they stole your ring. Yeah, it's still your favourite place to go and play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 fun. Like when you're starting up and that, it's uh, you're doing like these little gigs in London and, that, and say you're supporting someone. They'll be like, uh, you'll go to promote. Uh, uh, some places are better than others, but you'll get like, um, oh, all right, boys, uh, you're Dexter's. Yeah, oh, brilliant, you're here. Uh, okay, uh, sound checks in 20 minutes. Um, uh, here's eight Fosters, of warm Fosters on the floor for you. Uh, there's no dressing room tonight, but this is your hallway. Uh, don't stand against the fire exit. Oh, okay. But if you, you know, get up north and stuff, some they take care of you a bit better. Right, okay. So we always like to go into like Glasgow. You play uh, King Tut's and stuff like that and they give you like you get, what, you get dinner 
<laughs> and then it goes even better than that when you're first going to like Germany and places like that. Oh, there's just like a selection of cheeses, you know, different rolls. Uh, yeah. Quality of beer is probably a bit better as well. The, uh, uh, and it's in the fridge as well. So, yeah. So when Good you guys that. were on tour, were you, were you like the rowdy type of band? Would you like a lot of big night out as well and really get on it? Or were you, were you writing as well in the day like some bands today? uh well i don't know it's sometimes you, you're you're confined by what you have to do so like if i i, I knew that i some nights you could get go rowdy if i didn't if i had a day off or we'd drive in most of the next day oh yeah we can have a few beers after this one and stuff like that especially when you're in new places like you don't yeah. get to see the like oh what's it like you, you're at these you know, new cities across europe and stuff and you don't really get to see it in the daytime because you get there, you load in, you do sound check, have sound eat, and then you know got to get ready for the show. But um, so afterwards, you're like, you know, I'm, you know, I might not come back to Vienna or something. So here, we yeah, let's yeah. go and see it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk. We, about we, we had a few parties, but we were we towed the line when we needed to. Yeah, let's talk about Science Gig because you you supported some some great bands and bands yeah. obviously be very close to close to the minds of our listeners like so you uh, Cortina's yeah. one of them um the rifles yeah, yeah. on many occasions as well uh any yeah. any any others we've missed any ones that, or you ones that like stick in a memory for you yeah uh we we played with uh like loads we played with like uh one of the first ones was reverend and the makers yes yeah I love her. never never forget rev he what a gentleman yeah he yeah we've like, great stories we pulled up to the to and he was outside having a fag or something. Yeah. And he said, All right, all right, boys. And then uh he just started loading out the van. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he came and he was what, your the van? heavy stuff. Our yeah. van, the heavy stuff. He wasn't just carrying the acoustic or something, you know what I mean? He's, <laughs> he's taking a, a a marshal or a stack or something. We didn't have stacks, but yeah, not not at that point. But he's taking out the amps and stuff. Yeah, he was great. Uh Miles Kane. Miles Kane, um, yeah, nice. We yeah. played a uh, one of my favourites, uh, Black River Motorcycle Club. Yeah. That was a that was a Massive. great night. Um, yeah, love them. Um, Happy Mondays. We supported yeah. them. That wow. was mental. We had to stop because someone had a bit too much uh, stuff uh, <laughs> in the crowd. Yeah, and only at Happy Mondays gig. <laughs> yeah, we had we had to stop. We were we were midway through. I don't know song number three, and someone and the and someone came from side sets and said, "You got a cup." You got cut because we need to get paramedics into the front <sighs> to get the, to get these guys out. It were we were support set. I, I thought they could. Yeah, done this it, is the thing. He's blown his load way too early. Yeah, he's gone too peak too soon, <laughs> and uh, he got carted out. And then uh, they said, we'll, "We'll try and get you back on." And they said, "You." And then in the end, then they said, "You can come back on, but you've you've got less time." Obviously, so we so I think we finished like uh, at the bridge of uh, recover. And then we just went one, two, three, four into the chorus, finished that song. <laughs> <laughs> At least you were playing recover. It was best wishes towards the guy who uh, yeah, got exactly, Let's hope yeah. he did. Uh, let's hope he did. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm did sure it's all right. I, I think his friends didn't go with him, though. I remember them staying there at the front. So, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there. Oh, we yeah. fucking love yeah. Texas. You can go off all <laughs> yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe Happy Mondays, but yeah. <laughs> oh, um, let's, uh, let's move on to the second album. That was recorded at um, Rockfield Studios, um, famous, probably most famous for well, what's the story morning glory and um yeah. tell us you took a big old bus the big old coach 50 old seat coach down with all your mates that's the way to do yeah. it yeah 
That's the way. Well, that, that, so no, we are professionals. That was the launch party. We, <laughs> oh, oh, my we bad. Went, we, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, we won't, uh, I won't tell that the producer. All right, we just got these guys in to do some hand claps or something. No, no, we went there. We went, um, we went there for a week or so and did the album there. And it's brilliant. Like, so much history there. Worked with a guy called Nick, who was actually engineered on, like, What's the Story, Morning Glory. So he was telling me all these stories and saying, like, you know, Show me a piano that uh, what well, must have been the piano from uh, you know Don't Look Back in Anger. Yeah, obviously you got to sit on that and play that. And then uh, he showed me like uh, there was a wall uh, by by the where the cars come in, uh, and uh, he said yeah they named that Wonder Wall. And uh, if you listen to the beginning of What's the Story, Morning Glory, when it's before Hello, they're Hello, playing the yeah, riff. Yeah. They're playing someone's playing the chords to uh, to Wonder Wall. And it's, you can hear sort of birds and stuff. That's where that was recorded. So obviously hop on that wall, play the chords, got to be done. So we saw, we saw a, pa- a massive grand piano that, uh, was it, um, Queen recorded on Bohemian Rhapsody was recording or, or something. And there's all these chip marks on the, uh, on the side of it. And I said, oh, what happened there? And he said, oh, apparently Man- Manic Street Creatures got drunk one night and wanted to get it outside. Thought it'd be better to record it outside. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so you would go record there. You're just half the time recording, half the time you're just listening to the stories from the history of the place. It's yeah. wonderful. But then, uh, obviously, yeah, then we were like, what, what should we do for, um, for the album launch? Because, you know, what, what, you know what, you want to make it a bit special other than just go, you know, play some bog standard venue in London or whatever. So yeah, we we had to hire a, a massive like you know coach, and took uh, took loads of fans up to Rockfield. They had it all set up, and we went and played in the studio, uh, and everyone stood in the sort of other room and listened. It was a uh, pretty fun, pretty fun. Yeah. The wow. journey, the journey worked because the toilet broke in the in the first minute. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so someone spilt okay. loads. Someone spilt loads of beer, and it went down the the coach. And then someone thought it'd be a good idea to just grab all the toilet paper and just wipe down the service, then try and flush it. And then, yeah, oh. carnage, carnage, nightmare. That would be a fucking nightmare trip. But I'm um, just going yeah. back to say, you're saying that uh, recording like with all those sort of memories and, and that history. Have you ever met Liam or, or Noel yourself? I've met, I've met them both. I've Have met you? Noel, yeah. I'll tell you both. I met Noel when I was younger, before I was in the band. Mm. I was at a place called Turn Mills. Uh, which was a, like, a nightclub and uh, he was there with his missus or something and I was like oh he's out on the night I don't want to bother him don't want to yeah. bother him and uh, a few more beers later I was, I'm, I'm gonna bother him I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go say something to him so I, he, I went up to him and I, and I said uh, I said my, I, I just want to say you know you're the reason <laughs> I pick up a guitar <laughs> love you and yeah. uh, or something, like that. something stupid like that and then as I walked away I realised that uh, a queue had formed so like, I must have been the first one to yeah. go, oh, I'm going to do it. And then because I've done it, there's like, like four, other, four other blokes waiting to, waiting to shake his hand. Uh, <laughs> like like that's a, good. Like a book sign, isn't it? Like, it's just yeah. like cheers. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We went, but when I met Liam, that was, that was different kettle fish. That was crazy. I, I, he was playing a gig with BDI and then yeah. I went down to watch it and then got invited to the after party, which was in St Pancras Hotel and uh and i just ended up sat on the table with him chatting about the lars with his brother uh, not no uh all night long just chatting wow. with him just wow. chatting. he was giving he was giving me advice we were chatting shit it was it was quality it was quality 
Yeah, yeah. Good night. And Arctic Monkeys turned up later as well. Yeah, yeah, I know you're a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, (laughs) Yeah, you got my my attention there. (laughs) Yeah, I was it's one of those moments where I was like, uh, maybe I should just leave because the the beers are the beers are flowing. I, I might I didn't, but I, I I managed to remain calm and cool and composed, you know. But you, you, I'm just barely holding it together, and Liam's there, and then them boys turn up. You know, oh, come on. Man. What did Liam <laughs> interact with them at all? And you did you notice? He did. He did. Like they 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 weren't like uh, they were at the bar, and then he went over and had had a you know had a chat with them and that, and then yeah. they came over to the table for a bit and had a chat. Yeah. Great, great night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Understatement of the century. Yeah, good night, that one. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. One. that one I had with Arts yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Um, So the reason we started Mad Sounds um, is in a pub in Highbury is because me and Matt sat down one night and we went, there just isn't a decent indie night round. And... Um, well, there still isn't because <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but we, we, you know, we, we've we've been doing you know pretty well. We've had some so, like some really good crowds in. But uh, say you're a bit more of a veteran, a stalwart of the indie night scene. You used to run yeah. your own night at the Lexington for ten years. Yeah, uh, tw- twenty-seven eleven. First of all, tell us tell us why it's twenty-seven eleven. Uh, it's the stupidest thing ever. We're just drunk and we're like, twenty-seven eleven is the number. On the ju- or the jukebox of another pub, not even the Lexington. <laughs> <laughs> for it's the tw- you press twenty seven eleven in the uh, in the Britlayer's Arms and you get I'm the Resurrection by Stone Roses. Classic. So we're just we're just walking around going oh that tune's a bit twenty seven eleven and stuff like that and then it's just what do you want to call the night I don't know twenty seven eleven and yeah it, it was an in joke but people turned up didn't it so we must have been doing something right yeah but before and- all that I used to. Before, I used to, yeah, before I used to DJ in those, I used to go to them. I used to yeah. go to them in their heyday. Like when I was 15, I, I used to get, I still get into indie clubs. Uh, and they used to back, yeah, it, it, was, it was a bit more lax back then for some yeah. reason. This two, 2002 or whatever. Yeah, man. It, it, indie nights back then, we had like, you'd had a candy box on a Wednesday. And then Where was that? Bedrock. Uh, a few different places. All of these in Soho, like and oh, okay, in Soho, like, right? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. Camden had a bit of a scene, right, as well. Camden, by that point, the Camden scene was was. I think Camden scene was more in the nineties. I think right. Okay, when, when we had like Blur and that knocking about the good mixer and things. But uh, yeah, uh, this, this went like where bands were actually Kings Liam. We met them in a place called Metro. It's not there anymore. But yeah, that was uh, they had, you had oh, Candy wow. Box, Bedrock on a Friday, and Kaleidoscope on a Saturday. All indie nights, all like yeah. one pan, one pan, or at worst one pan fifty a vodka mixer. So yeah, like, just carnage. And but then they kind of they they that were they were there for many years, and then they kind of went away. And then me and my friends were like, well, we, we should just start one up. It's a shame they used to be them every week, three nights a week. And now it's sort of like I'm sure you boys it's once or twice a month. You know, there's yeah. not as much call for it, but no, yeah. it's good to be around in them days. But yeah, the Lexington we did that for just yeah maybe nine years, ten years. Nine. So did uh, White Heat came along obviously, and that was that, that was that a rival of yours, or did they just take over? Or no, White White Heat he he helped me get it because they oh, were okay. always on the fr- yeah 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 he they were always on the Friday and uh, yeah. we wanted to do the Saturday. But they White Heat had been doing nights 
back at the tail end of those other nights I mentioned in uh, yeah. the West End, like uh, uh, strip clubs and stuff like that. He he started out. Yeah, there used to be loads of them, loads of them. You couldn't walk walk down the West End without bumping no. into club. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. There's not many now, is there? That's the shame of it. Just to listen know, to White Heat is is a is a, an indie night at the Lexington that exists on a Friday, which is a a rival of ours, we should say now, shouldn't we? But we love it. We used to. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's nice. A great night to be fair. And what so when when you're on the wheels of steel, Tom? What's uh, what are your do's and don'ts? What are, what are ones that get get Rowley absolutely pumping, and what are the ones that you go? <laughs> oh. What are the ones that make you go? Oh, fuck off when you're a pumper. <laughs> <laughs> um. I always end on I'm the Resurrection. Uh, Eight minutes, yeah. I hope. Four, four. Yeah. Oh, four. Yeah. Oh, of course, mate. I'm offended <laughs> you asked. <laughs> oh, we we I, we went to like when I was younger. We we go around Man- go to Manchester for like Oasis gigs and things like that. And uh, like when in the indie clubs up there, they'd always play I'm the Resurrection and stop it at the where the drums stop and everyone would go stone fucking roses <laughs> and then the, and then the music would kick back in and it was like bit of that please so we'd try and emulate that down uh down in london yeah oh, so sure. definitely that um you know sometimes people are weird man you'd, you'd be an indie night and some kids will come up and go uh sean DePaul. i'm like <laughs> get, get, get out of here, bro. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, we'll show the pool. Plenty of uh, stand roses. We'll ne- I think I think we mentioned that the previous problem. We'll ne- me and Matt will never forget Travis Bloke, who, uh, yeah. I mean, there, there was no one in. I think we were just flicking through a few songs to get the speakers tested. He might have been the, the only one in the room. Just came up and went, that song. Fucking shit. And we're you like, know what? I enjoy, had that point. What was it? You chose Sing, yeah? Sing, yeah. You put, chose the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, well. You 16 girls. There aren't many Travis choices for an indie night, to be fair, are there? They're, they're not ones you get, you don't get the floor filling, the floor fill with a, yeah. <laughs> a bit of writing to reach you or anything. But, uh, yeah, yeah what's you know? <laughs> Bit of driftwood or something. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> just get the crowd absolutely bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember you telling me you did. You found the key change in Fear by Ian Brown into Bittersweet Symphony. Is that that your party trick? Oh yeah, yeah. I told you about that. Yeah. So yeah, I, you, sometimes you can just gather this right. You, you can kind of copy this if you want. But you go uh, <laughs> trademark. Yeah, you just play the end of uh, end of Fear, the strip when the strings ding ding ding, and then uh, I I just you know turn up a bit of sweet symphony yeah it's just a beautiful beautiful mesh of strings just going around and it's pretty cool that yeah do you ever get that sometimes where you you notice that two songs that have just a bit a bit of similarity and you just think they would mix really well sometimes i've got notes in my phone of just lists of songs where i think yeah they'd mix never used it never tried it but they're there the the endless notes yeah the one i I, I had trouble with. I did it once by accident because you know you have a few beers up in that uh, DJ booth. Yeah. You know? I'm sure yeah. you're I'm sure you're the same boys. But I, it kind of worked one night, or maybe it didn't. And I was just drunk, but it was. It, it's not even a mix because you've got to take one. City, you're playing two songs at the same time. Yeah. And then you've got to take one out and play another song. But uh, Hey Jude's, the end of Hey Jude's uh, with um, was it uh, uh, loaded by. Um, uh, on the screen. primal scream like, ah, da, da, yeah that. Okay. that actually works really well together yeah well Matt, you got to get, get through that, that first half of hey juice so i don't know get, get, <laughs> get, 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 get those in your notes mate what's, what's gonna happen all, all the ones you've got in your notes you're not gonna tell me about and i'll we're gonna Matt, you'll be like right it's my turn now and just gonna yeah, yeah, these yeah. awful combinations it's like <laughs> i don't know this bloke. i mean people used to always play when i was just kid. people would always play like 
like Christina Aguilera versions of the Strokes and things like that. Like that they, they and they play them at indie clubs. And you, you think you're getting the Reptilia, and then it's Genie in the Bottle. That's the mental. Who's doing that? That's disgraceful. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes. Oh. Come on, here we go. Oh, damn. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. I think we need to get you along. We need to get you along for one of our. Uh, yeah. When, when all of this resumes, get um. I'd love get, to. Get a, Rowlett mega, get a Rowlett mega set on going. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Tom, as a separate subject, I just wanted to ask you, as we're, we're all Arsenal fans, I, mean, I think the majority of people we get really? on here are Arsenal. Um, Tom is sporting a, a, a jumper which says Gunners on it in the kind of classic 90s font. From, which, from, the, yeah. from the brilliant 1886 where they do some, cra- some, yeah. Cracking, yeah. some cracking Arsenal merch. Uh, but you're, uh, <laughs> yeah. who's the best footballer in Dexter's? Oh... You know I, I played think... against I played against you about three to four times. Yeah. Um, good, solid, perfect, much solid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keown, aggressive, always, always going to attack the ball. Yeah, yeah fearless. Yeah. A Martin Keown type player, but is, <laughs> is anyone topping you? Uh, I don't. Know, I think uh, probably Chris is probably the most naturally gifted, but uh, you know. He just didn't put the hours in, and that's why you know. I I was I think I'm number one actually. Yeah, he's he's more naturally gifted, but you know, he, he's not the fight to the end kind of guy. You know what I mean? Do you ever get invited to any sort of inter band football? Because does that still go? We on? used to, yeah. We yeah. Oh, yeah, we used to play. Uh, oh, I got. Yeah, I don't know if you're fans of Jake Bug, but uh, he. Well, no, we, yeah. well, I know. I used he, to be when I was younger. He he he, he organised a. Um, uh, football rocks or something. It's got something like that. Football rocks or something. He he organised uh, he organised a co- competition up at his his um, his team's ground. Or was it Notts County? Yeah, yeah. So it was like a charity day. He put it on. Uh, got all the he he spared no expense. Like got all the bands, lovely kits. Like uh, you know, we had an orange kit. Looked like Holland, but we said Dexter's on it. Right. Uh, yeah. We weren't playing total football, but you know, it was good <laughs> we uh, the yeah. So he put a big a big day on, and we went up there, and um, uh, it was knockout, and we we drew Jake Bug, and we and we we, we beat him one nil, and then he had to go. He was so upset, he actually stormed <laughs> off. He, he, he got. He, he, I think he's quite miserable geezer, and uh, yeah, 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 he got he, he, he got he got a bit very miserable that day when Did we he? beat him. I think, yeah, they had to organise a special second game at the end for him, like to get back at. Fuck off! No, oh, fucking hell! Yeah, they did. That. They said oh, uh, the win, the winner of the car. We didn't win. I think we lost the game after that, or something. But the winner after that, the winner of the competition had to go play back to back matches so he could get another game in. I think. Yeah. And he never yeah, wrote another good album since. <laughs> I ain't saying that, mate. But uh, yeah, it was. It, to be fair to me, put on a great day, and uh, yeah, it was. Like, Maybe he wrote that. When when was that tournament? Maybe he wrote the first album uh, off the back of that defeat. It was, uh, no, it was, it was after the first. <laughs> it, he, he had enough clout to sort it out, so it was after the yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. After the, well, I think the second one was right, and after that, there was nothing any good. So that's, the, cl- that's the classic. Him. That's the classic. <laughs> it's, it's my ball in it. It's my tournament. Yeah. I'm having another. Yeah. No, I'm going home. And then, uh, yeah, but, <laughs> we, but then, it, but then, it, but he paid for everyone to get a hotel and stuff. And uh, oh, nice lad. Yeah, he, and then there was a big bus for, for other bands. There was like I think Carl Barat was on it or stuff. And the View, and we we're all, we we're all going on the big bus back to London. So it was pretty fun. Yeah, mate, that sounds like a bus you want to be on. I hope the toilet <laughs> didn't break on that one. No, no, no. But it's good to be on a bus with the View boys. I've had. I've had some good times with them as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. we forgot to mention them uh, earlier in the, the pod. The, 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 the View, you supported them quite a few times, yeah? Yeah, like, they're great. The drummer, uh, 
Stephen. He, he um, we were playing Coco with him, uh, with them. Sorry, and uh, and that the, we'd been on tour before that, and then that that was the London show. So we didn't have a van for that day because obviously we all live in London. And that. So, but then we had to go to like Leicester or something the day after. But because was in London. I didn't have my bag or anything like that. And I just, he was like, you're coming with us. You're coming to play tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then and we had to play another week. And I just jumped on his bus with them partying and it just took off. I'm like, oh, well, I guess we're leaving now. I ain't going to have a, I was just wearing this, actually wearing the same jeans for, a, yeah. <laughs> for, a, for, a, for another week and just View and Dexter's t-shirts. Did uh, the View have quite a big entourage? Because I've, I've heard that they used to bring quite a lot of mates down to, maybe it was more festivals and stuff, but they would just be like, yeah. Yeah, no, no, they were, uh, they were on the bit, bit more professional by this point, maybe. But uh, yeah. they still had a massive big bus that enticed me in and made me yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> forget, yeah, forget my clothes and toothbrush. Yeah. Just, you just need a party bus to, to get rallied. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Brilliant. That um, sounds like the best bit about being a rock and roll star is the bus. That's what you just want to live for that bus. Uh, sometimes you can get sick of it. Like, yeah. You know, the, yeah. The splitter bus could stink a bit, but we had, we had some good games on ours. We had like uh, an electronic horse game that we found near a tip that still works <laughs> when you put new batteries in it. And uh, you, we bet on that. We played poker and things like that. Yeah. Poker with Har- Harry Poker. Yeah, yeah. Harry Bow as, as chips. Oh, that. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, not, co- not cocaine and pills. Yeah, Harry <laughs> <laughs> that was on the view and Carl Bratz bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fried eggs and gummy bears flying everywhere. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, so your um, hopes for the, hopes for the future. Um, any, any. Um, I'll just put this in a segue. Would that have to add this in if, if you don't want to say anything? But uh, any, no, yeah. your, your your hopes for the future? Are there any hopes of maybe maybe a like a one off reunion gig in in the future? There's certainly a lot Should of we... people that would love to know. Yeah, so we actually did a one-off reunion a little while ago, but we didn't really announce it. But it's for a friend of our, a good friend of ours. He was turning forty, so uh, I somehow said, "Yeah, I'll get the boys back together and do it." So there's no bad blood. So I don't know. Yeah, we might do. I'm not going to say never, but we did invite. I didn't announce it, but we did like did private message some old proper Dexter's fans and invited them down and things like that. So it's good. Nice. It's good to see everyone. So I don't know. I think maybe it's three years to the. 10 years of the album or four years or something maybe then or maybe if I'm really hard up for cash you never know yeah. uh, <laughs> I, it, never say never never say never mate never say never I'll, I'll, get, there's it, no... I'll get it in the Google calendar do, do the old <laughs> 10 year anniversary tours don't they I mean like the rifles who we were mentioning earlier I swear they've done it for every album they just go through yeah 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 yeah, yeah. The anniversary. I think um, I think uh some bands, some bands should stop and then do it, like because yeah. I think like they, yeah. they do the the ten year anniversary album when they've just released another album yeah. the year before. It's like a bit. It's, I don't know, I mean, I think maybe the venues go down. Then maybe you can stop for a while and go back up to a yeah, better exactly. level venue. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. That's maybe my thinking on it anyway. Maybe we're <laughs> just gonna get like as I say discussed on a previous pod. It's just like when hopefully this all ends and we get back to some normality there's just going to be gigs popping off everywhere because there's a there's a black hole and the bands need to go. live pays festival pay right yeah mate i feel so sorry for like this you know if you're thinking about the i've got friends that are sound engineers and lighting engineers and things like that yeah. they're, they're struggling you know what i mean there's a lot and venue people work at venues that need needs to happen sooner or later you know what i mean i, I know yeah. i know there's a pandemic going on and we've got to take it serious but Hopefully, sooner or later, it can go back to some sort of 
level of normal. Yeah. We'll get back to gigs and you can get back DJing at a Mad Sounds. We'd we'll love to have you down. Um, Tom, thanks. I'll be there, mate. Thanks nice so one. much for chatting to us. Top man. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you.